2: Rebel Nation,
1: welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, and Gordon Ford.
3: And straight ahead to the five, to the two, to the one. In the end zone is Jerry and Ely. Touchdown, Ole Miss.
1: Bringing you the lowdown on everything with Ole Miss
3: Athletics. Your side, there's a pitch. It's on the turf, and the Rebels recover it.
1: Don't just sit on the sidelines. Be part of the show. Text in your questions and comments to 662 426 1093. That's 662 426 1093.
4: I guess you don't
3: have to, but you need to. Deal for Rodriguez, he'll go coast to coast, one-handed stuff with a right hand. Swung on, fly ball, deep field, that ball is long gone, headed toward the scoreboard, hit right below it, and the Rebels take a one-to-nothing lead on a bomb by Tim Elko. And here it is, we're
1: underway in the Sugar Bowl. Now here's your host, Gary Darby.
5: So the Ole Miss Rebels are 3-0 and in the game of football. 42 to zip, the win. Bobby Dodd Stadium in Atlanta over the weekend, and it was basically over from the first drive. I mean, run, run, run with Evans, one pass that was completed, the block punt, and then show was on the road. I'm Gary, here's Chuck and Gordon. Chuck, how are you?
6: Great, man. Really, really complete game of football the Rebels played Saturday, uh, you know, I was a little disappointed in the quality of Georgia Tech, but I think we made them look bad, worse than, more than them being that bad. Gordon, how about you?
7: No, I was. I'm, I agree with Chuck. I think, man, that we made them look bad. I mean, they played Clemson a good game. That being Georgia Tech, and I think we ran the ball extremely well. And our defense is, I mean, super duper, man.
5: You can text message in to the program at six six two four two six one zero nine three six six two four two six. One zero nine three. That's our number here in the studio, and we'll get to those a little bit later on. We have Harry Harrison coming up early in the program. Then we also have Jimmy Hodge back on from Sidelines.live. He'll be talking with us about a lot of things, including uh, Tulsa and more with football. I'm going to get, when we get Harry on and bring it, and we've all been in the back kind of discussing and talking, but defensively, I mean, Ole Miss through the first three games, and say who you want the opponent is or whatever. You shut out a Power Five team on the road. You've accomplished something.
6: Yeah, I mean, they so far they've done everything and more than has been asked of them. They've got good depth. Uh, looks like their front liners are pretty solid and. You know, I'm just anxious to see him against better competition. But so far, I, I don't know how you could be more pleased. I'm sure we'll
5: get a text message asking you the question, and and we'll get to everyone else uh, as well about the quarterback stuff. And uh, if anything changed in your mind on Saturday,
6: it really didn't. I, I thought there were some things Jackson could have done better in the first half, but I think he uh, atoned for himself in the third quarter and uh, had a really nice third quarter. Um, if that's the Jackson Dart we're going to see moving forward, the guy that played in the third quarter, it's his job.
5: First part of the show brought to you by First South Farm Credit. For over 100 years of experience supporting rural communities and agriculture, we're ready to guide you through your financial journey at First South Farm Credit. We've got to get the five things with Yancey brought to you by Outback Steakhouse. Our friend Steve Grantham operates nine Outback Steakhouse locations
8: in Mississippi, And Tennessee, here's Yancey. First thought of the day is Zach Evans. I thought he ran the ball with much more authority. and was quicker to the holes. He wasn't trying to outrun everybody to the corner. He's running between the tackles, and he's running through them or around them or any which way but loose. He's going to be a special talent. While I gave Quishon Judkins running back number one title last week, I have to put them at code number ones now. If you can find a better tandem than Zach Evans and Quishon Judkins. I haven't seen one yet from East Coast to West Coast. My second thought of the day was the offensive line. I thought they had the biggest improvement of any unit on the team Sunday. Nick Broker and Caleb Warren, I thought maybe had their best games of their careers. I'd also like to single out Micah Pettis. The young offensive tackle was mauling people out there. I really love the development for Micah Pettis, but it didn't stop just with the offensive line. The tight ends and the receivers had their best games as well. The pass pro set, was something that had been a concern in the past. While I wouldn't say it's figured out now, they're definitely making progress to getting to where it needs to be. Third third of the day is Jackson Dart. While he struggled throwing the ball some in the first half, he was still making a lot of play with his legs. After that very physical run on the sideline that all the crowd went, ah. It just seemed to wake him up, reminded me of a Matt Corral. One physical run just kind of, Got him going, got his juices flowing, and really got him in the flow in the passing game. I thought the second half was the Jackson Dart that everybody's been waiting on. He was about as good as you could be in that second half. you got to be excited about the direction that Jackson Dart is taking right now. Fourth thought of the day, has anyone noticed that Ole Miss has only given up one touchdown this season, and that was the Troy after Troy recovered a fumble snap on Ole Miss's 18-yard line? Wow. This defense is playing lights out. We all know they we all knew they were going to be good, but I'm not sure any of us knew they were going to be this good. And the last thought of the day, has anyone noticed that Ole Miss is seventeen and four in their last twenty one games? Saturday can make it eighteen and four, which would be the best record in any twenty two game stretch since you know who. Johnny Ball. Thank you.
5: Five things with Yancey. Let's out back, eat boldly tonight. I don't know about anybody else, but I could use a Bloomin' Onion right about now. Now, the people in the studio might not want me to eat that Bloomin' Onion, but uh, <laughs> I could use one at this point in time. Gee,
7: what, those things are good. Very
5: good. I love that sauce they have. Yes.
7: <laughs>
5: It'll get after you, won't it? We've got the text messages coming in at 662-426-1093. Send those to us. But next, we bring Harry Harrison in on the show. The Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline.
1: you
9: know she's worth it. Attention, Camp Lejeune toxic water victims. I'm attorney Roberts Wilson with important information that you need to know. If you or a loved one lived or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987 and developed cancer or another major disease, you may have a claim for money damages. To have your claim reviewed, call Roberts Wilson PA Injury Lawyers at 662-533-9111. Or visit us on the web at wegetjustice.com. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Canon Motors.
5: Next segment, we'll talk about the text messages and get a Rebel injury report. But this portion of the show brought to you by Gateway Tire, serving you since 1929, 54 locations, six states. Gateway Tire goes the distance for you on the Ole Miss Network. Game analyst goes by the name of Harry Harrison. We bring him into the program. And on the broadcast on Saturday, we talked about this. I'm going to start with you here. The third quarter. Ole Miss held Georgia Tech to minus two yards rushing. And in the second half, 14 carries for only two yards, Harry. Let's start with some defense out of you. What do you think? Man,
2: I don't know that we played any better. I I was really, you know, I thought Georgia Tech, after watching that Clemson game, was going to bring a better offense. I knew our defensive front would be better than an offensive line, but I didn't realize we'd be that much better. But we mixed up our blitzes. Uh, You know, a lot of those rushing yards, obviously, they lost because of seven sacks. Uh, but this never got anything going. That got down, what, inside the 10 once and, and another sack. ended that on the fourth down try. But I thought our defense, some linebackers to the front, regardless of who we had in the front, and we played a lot of guys before it was over with, all played at a pretty high level.
6: Harry, did you think Georgia Tech was weak or we made them look weak or was the a combination?
2: I, you know, I think it's a combination, Chuck. I, I, what I saw against uh, – of course, it was the first game of the year. I get that. But what I saw that night against Clemson, you know, in Atlanta, that Monday night, I thought they played pretty strong until they kind of wore down in the end of that middle of that third quarter. But, you know, we took them to the woodshed first series this past weekend and never let never took a heel off of them, you know. So, uh, it was uh, – it was a complete game, and when you talk about all three phases, I mean our kicking game—we just block punts every. You know, that, that people start taking that for granted—that that just doesn't happen very often. You block a punt every game.
7: Harry Gordon Ford, you know, watching that game, I mean, our running game, and you mentioned this early when we got you know started talking about the preseason, all was incredible. But to me, I'm like you. I mean, they play Clemson a good game, that being Georgia Tech. And I think, uh, you know, we basically just had them out of their element.
2: We did. Uh, I I, I didn't. I thought they had a pretty good defensive front, Gordon, but uh, we just annihilated them. Supposedly, yeah. Yeah, when you can run the football for 360 yards in a game, uh, you're usually going to get beat, the other team that does that. And that's exactly what I wasn't expecting 42 to zip. But uh, it was, sure was fun talking about it throughout the day, I'll tell you that much.
6: A different animal this week, uh, Harry. you got Tulsa coming in here leading the nation and passing yardage. Uh, as a DB, do you do you savor that challenge, or you kind of wish that you were playing another run team?
2: No, I think you favor that, Chuck. I think you look forward to it. I think the defensive front looks forward to having some, some, some lots of opportunities for sacks. I think the DBs look for interceptions, picks, whatever you want to call them. I think the I think the team looks forward to that. I, I was just reading about this this the quarterback, Davis Brem. He's throwing for 402 yards. He's averaging 402 yards a game. I think they're two and one on the season. Lost an opener out at Wyoming in, in overtime, but. They're going to toss it all over the yard, and I watched their defense this afternoon, and they they line up with a three-man front just like the Rebels. They seem to have three or four linebackers, or they look like linebackers, versus our we, – we, we call them safety, so we got guys that can run perhaps better than those linebackers. But that that's the same basic, same uh, – uh, lineup they're going to have that they're going to see from us we're going to see from them so how do we exploit that we're going to run at them we're going to get outside on them we're going to throw the ball down the field they went up in a lot of man coverage so I, I like what I see there I, I think we'll be able to exploit that uh, I think we'll be a better team of course but uh, it'll be interesting because that, that's that's what we'll see in Arkansas that's what we'll see in some of these SEC teams those three man fronts and dropping an eight quite a bit
6: Harry. Get inside Chris Partridge's head if you can. Uh, do you look for more pressures? Do you look for him to continue the uh, theme of just keeping everything in front of the DBs? Or you expect him to challenge their receivers more? What What's the philosophy going forward?
2: Well, they got two good receivers, Chuck. One of them's uh, almost leading the nation in receptions and yards. Uh, uh, a guy named Keelan Stokes. So he's put up some big numbers already. I think the way. Partridge is is mixing it up, Chuck. I think you know he shows just three man rushes a lot, but then he brings blitzes off the edge. He brings blitzes up the middle. Uh, I, I thought we mixed that up very well. I thought Georgia Tech had a really tough time deciding what uh, whether we were going to rush three or rush five the other day, and it, and it worked beautifully. So I think Chris is I think Chris is you know is, is mixing and matching that very well. You know if we go back a year. There were some games where he just rushed three, and it looked like the quarterback had all afternoon to throw, and everybody got frustrated with that because they, they piled up some yards on us. But I think Chris is dialing up some uh, enough blitzes to keep that uh, in, in that order and very good. And, and, of course, when you do that, you get that quarterback off his back foot. Those uh, those picks come, and I think the secondary is, is, is playing very well. I, you know, I was just impressed Saturday. I really was.
6: So what about the secondary, Did they you, you keep them all keep everything in front of you, or do you challenge them a little more?
2: no i think I think you're gonna rush some linebackers, so, so you're gonna wind up in man coverage. I mean obviously, you got safety some a lot of times with us two high safeties and so they're they're covering each half of the field, but I think you're gonna wind up in more man coverage obviously when you rush two more guys, then you eliminate uh, some guys and drop it in coverage, so you wind up in some man man coverages there. But we got the guys to do it. Our our corners are playing well. Igba Notes and the freshman DeAndre Prince, you know Miles Battle. They're all playing well. Markievicz Brown, King, he's the fourth guy in, played well. I, I just think you, you challenge those guys. I think you bring you bring pressure and let them let them go cover.
5: You know, in, in that game against Georgia Tech, I mean, Cedric Johnson and others were in a stand-up position on the outside and coming in and causing trouble from from the outside in that game against Georgia Tech. you think you'll see some of that?
2: I think so. I think, you know, what, a couple times uh, they put uh, Cedric Johnson in a stand-up linebacker on the inside, mm-hmm. and he blitzed through the a or B out, you know, between the guard and center or the guard and tackle.
8: I love he, that he got,
2: look. Got, yeah. Got quarterback several times that way or at least put pressure on him. But you got two good rush ends on the outside. Tavius Robinson, we talked to today, and of course, Cedric Johnson. Obviously, yeah, I think he might be our best, but uh, Tavius Robinson's having a good start to his final season. And so you got those guys on the outside, but then, you know, we lost that linebacker to targeting Brown. And then so then you mixed in match. You got DeMont Clowney later on standing up and coming in. But you're right, we came off the edge quite a bit. We showed that from a stand up position, had three down linemen. But that's what I, I just want to like about what Car- Partridge is, is dialing up. He's just he's not uh, just staying in one particular look. He's coming from all angles of the field, and that keeps the quarterback kind of on his heels.
6: Harry, when do you get to a point when you're when you are a defensive coordinator that, that you're trying too much that they the. That players lose their assignments and stuff is that is that an issue with these multiple defenses or do you think uh, you you know they just do enough during the week they put in a game plan and only use parts of their packages
2: I think I think that's probably what you're talking right there Chuck I mean you you game plan for each week what you see on film and I think what they're doing I yeah, do we have a lot of different sets a lot of different blitzes a lot of different coverages of course we do but I think you, I think you put in everything in, and tomorrow's the work day. Tuesday's the big day to get that done. And so you concentrate on what you put in, and uh, you call those. And, you know, you can usually tell in a game if somebody's confused. And occasionally we'll have a breakdown in the secondary, and there's a big play. Fortunately, we hadn't had one of those this year in any of these first three games. So that'll be tested, Chuck, for sure Saturday because they're going to throw 50, 60 times in this game.
7: Also, you know they only. I, I got a, one quick question here. Uh, they didn't throw it a lot. That being Ole Miss with with Dart and all that. Do you think they'll put it up a little bit
2: more? Well, I think I think right now our is a run game. You know, I think yeah. it starts, Yeah, you know, and I think uh, what I saw on film today, uh, we can certainly run on them. You know, obviously, as far as breaking the big long runs when you got uh, a, a four two look versus a three. Three four look is a different animal, but yes, I think we got the backs to, to pound that thing, and the offensive line is playing well. But what will have to happen is some of those offensive line will have to get to the second level. They'll have to get to those linebackers and keep those holes open further down the field. And if we get that done, it'll we'll be running a lot. We'll be off and running, and that's what opens up the passing game. I mean, when you're when you're trying to bring quarterbacks along, and you're trying to keep it simple. It's much simpler to do that when you're not having to throw it 30, 40, 50 times a game. And you got the run game. It's for 360 yards. And every time you run play action, those linebackers suck in there and you got, you got room behind them to get it over the top. So that that's kind of how that works.
5: My man, thanks for being on the program again. Thank you, Harry.
2: All right, guys.
5: Just a couple of numbers on the way out about that running game. Zach Evans is second in the SEC at 317 rushing yards. Quinshawn Judkins is third in the conference with 289. That, wow. Means, wow. Yeah, that means that the overall 271 yards per game. That's crazy. Ole Miss leads the league in rushing. Crazy. Back with more in just a few.
1: Can you imagine years of hard work and saving, and now you're worried about outliving your retirement savings? But clients of the Faris Group may not have these worries. Paxton Faris and the Faris Group have over 20 years and a process working towards success, not stress, after retirement. To know how you can truly enjoy a level of comfort and security, talk to the Faris Group. Retirement should be stress-free, not stressful. The Faris Group, farisgroup.com, offices in Oxford and Jackson. The Faris Group, your partner in retirement. Registered representatives offer securities through Security America,
9: Inc. Member FINRA, SIPC, the Faris Group, L and Securities American companies are separate entities. Attention, Camp Lejeune toxic water victims. I'm attorney Roberts Wilson with important information that you need to know. If you or a loved one lived or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987 and developed cancer or another major disease, you may have a claim for money damages. To have your claim reviewed, call Roberts Wilson PA Injury Lawyers at 662-533-9111 or visit us on the web at wegetjustice.com.
1: Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a bloomin' good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, D'Aubraville and Floyd, Mississippi, also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee, Outback Steakhouse. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Canon Motors, coming up next.
5: In the program, we'll be talking about the ceasefire Players of the Week as we give you all 10 football playing schools and the guy that uh, set the numbers on fire for the weekend. We'll do that in the next segment and get into a few things that way after we talk with Jimmy Hodge. Now, though, it's time for the text messages at 662-426-1093. That's presented by Canon Cleary McGraw. And this is the text message. I know we've been very vanilla on offense since we started, but you'd think they'll open it up against Kentucky. Kentucky? They have, they have to open it up against Kentucky. Yeah. You know, yeah. Lane said in the post game, we, we worked on passing in the second half against Central Arkansas. We worked on running in the second half because it was working so well mm-hmm. like against Georgia Tech. I think all of these early games are all about Ole Miss finding out about themselves and being the best old Miss
6: they can be when that 11 a.m., by the way, kickoff happens on October 1st. I'm going to tell you something, though. If you're running the ball, why throw it? Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't go into the Kentucky game saying, we're going to open it up. You go in running the ball, and if they stop the run, then you then you open it up some. Uh, it's always run first. And and Lane said today in his press conference, uh balance to him, it isn't 50-50. It's what's working and what's working. That's
5: <laughs> right. And he's had an offense that led the SEC in rushing before yeah. here. And I'm looking at things like, you know, in this sometimes fast-paced upper get-to-the-line move kind of stuff, how winded your defense can get, right? We've seen that in the past. Quick three and outs or whatever. Time of possession, Ole Miss averages 30.5 minutes per game. The opponent's 29, so almost is holding the ball more than the other team this year, too. Even with tempo, yeah,
6: that's pretty impressive. You know, the other thing is how much, and this is no slight on Jackson Dart or Luke Altmyer, but I'm curious as to how much Lane is trusting those guys just yet in terms of do I put the game in their hands or do I put it in Zach Evans and Quinson Judkins' hands? So... That's going to be a part of the equation too, moving forward. We had a question about Michael Trigg and why only one catch for ten yards. He
5: was blocking. <laughs> we were running the football, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you didn't have to. You didn't have to throw it yeah. to him very yeah. much.
6: Why? Why? Uh, that's what I'm saying. You gained over three hundred yards rushing. Why throw it? Just don't. There's only three things that can happen <laughs> when you pass the ball, and two of them are bad: interception and incompletion. Correct. So.
5: So. And, and look, your quarterback throughout all of that was 10 for 16 for 207 yards. Yeah. You didn't have a touchdown, but he did throw for 207 yards.
6: It looked really good in the third quarter. Look, Looked kind of iffy in the first half to me. Four for nine with an interception that got him an ass-chewing. Yes, it did. You know? <laughs> he
5: was six for seven in the third quarter. Yeah, he was. Played
6: really well. Did really well. Looked more like the, the Jackson Dart that we're all hoping for. So some text messages there.
5: Brought to you by Canon, Cleary McGraw. Now we go to the Rebel Injury Report from Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine.
6: We right, well, uh, linebacker Kari Coleman hurt his ankle, uh, but I talked to him yesterday. He said he probably can play against uh, Tulsa, but he doesn't know if he will. He, he'd like to go on and be 100% conference play when you know when Kentucky comes in here Jalen Robinson has a just a nagging hamstring that uh, he can't seem to get well but Lane said today he expects him to be back for Tulsa so we'll see Uh DeMond Clowney hurt his hand wrist area I don't know his status I don't think it's broken I just think it's Injured.
5: And that's one of the the best of the things that have come through three games. I know Altmaier has hurt the shoulder, right, and that may have affected yeah. him a little bit. He's but, all right now. But all in all, you 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 have been pretty clean as far yeah. as that bug that can come up and get a lot of people.
7: Hey well, Gary, can I mention something real quick? Um, you know, our good friend Derek Horn uh, was the AD at Alcorn. He's just become associate AD at Temple. And I wanted to throw a shout out to him. And M Club has a new lady, Jessica Lynch, who's doing a really good job over there. And they're new to uh, our program. So,
5: excellent. Uh, in the stead for the receivers, I, th- I thought Jordan Watkins showed a couple of times, a couple of flashes, like mm-hmm. you might can trust him mm-hmm. and use him as you know with Robinson maybe not being able to be the what you thought with
6: that nagging hamstring. Well, I think Heath is is good too. I'm um, not Heath. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not Malik Heath, JJ J. Henry. I'm trying to think of JJ Henry in that slot's pretty good too. So I, I'm not worried about it. I mean, certainly Jalen is the guy that you really want in there. But if he's not in there, we've got we got receivers.
5: You can always text message as we roll throughout this show at 662-426-1093, 662-426-1093. And we do have a text message asking about the offensive line. Well, Nick Broker was uh, one of the offensive linemen of the week.
6: Well, and I thought Lane made a great point today in his press conference, too. And I've, I've been trying to pound this on the message board, and I'm not getting much traction with it. It's not just about the offensive line. Pass protection includes the running backs, the tight ends, sometimes even the, the slots and wide receivers in in their own way. So it, it's got to be more than just the offensive line. But I thought the offensive line played. Fantastic against Georgia Tech. But you have to get those outside guys to buy in on run blocking a
5: lot too, right? Because yeah. they want to be the one that comes back to the quarterback. Hey, I'm open. I'm yeah, open. I'm yeah, open yeah. all the time. And
6: the running backs we've we've had a couple of running backs whiff on these uh, some of these blitzes that they're supposed to be picking up, and and fans have a tendency to just blame the offensive line, and it's sometimes it's not the offensive line. But I think they've come a long way since the first game not only in run blocking, but I think in their pass pro as a five-man unit. Well, that is another one of the text messages, was
5: the pass protection, and do you see that getting better?
6: Yeah. It, it, it still needs work. There's no question about it, but I think it's gotten marginally better each week.
5: And we'll obviously know uh, maybe a little bit more, Uh, about things and see the progression on saturday against tulsa i don't know i've looked at some of their scores and things but really don't know much other than you look at a quarterback's going to throw it a lot and things like that maybe though we'll see that almost offensive line progress for another week i don't
6: think there's any doubt about it i don't think tulsa's very good on defense you know watch them come in here and hold us to seven (laughs) points but no that's not going to happen. They. We're going to control the ball. We're going to keep it out of their quarterback's hands, and we're going to win the game.
5: Rebel injury report from Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Next up, it's the game day outlook with Jimmy Hodge, and then we'll get into the C-SPAR Connerly Trophy Award list. That comes up next on the Canamotors Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline.
0: Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville.
4: Looking
10: for the largest selection of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look no further than High Cotton's Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The High Cotton Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at High Cotton Wine and Spirits.
3: Code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network.
1: Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors.
5: Welcome back to the program. Coming up, the C Spire Trophy Award list for the best football player in the state of Mississippi. We'll get to that, but now it's the Game Day Outlook. Brought to you by Roberts Wilson, PA. They represent the people consultation is free they go to work for you immediately after being hired give them a call at 662-533-9111 or go to wegetjustice.com our guest now jimmy Hyde from sidelines.live
6: welcome to the program and here comes mr chuck hey jimmy how you doing my friend hey i'm doing well Good. Listen, uh, before we get into the Ole Miss and Tulsa matchup, I wanted to get kind of your in-depth analysis. We've got a pretty good sample size now—three games of of the SEC—and uh, and obviously Georgia's the top team. Alabama's another top team, but what about the rest?
11: I think it's just wide open. I mean, that Western Division—you've uh, uh, got. A, a cluster of teams that have been very uh, impressive early on. Uh, Ole Miss, uh, you know, in the first three games, they've just been able to do whatever they wanted to. They've just taken control of each game, and uh, uh, I guess the Troy game in the opener was more of a workmanlike performance, but they were uh in control of the game and they've just seemed to be able to uh um uh, be really comfortable in their execution. They haven't been threatened and it just seems like to me uh a Kiffin really likes this team and uh especially defensively. Uh you know, Yancey had mentioned that uh Just in preseason camp, you know, they had more depth and talent that he'd seen in memory defensively. But uh, these other teams, I mean, Arkansas, been very impressive. Now, the loss of Jalen Catalan, who I think is the best safety in college football, I think is devastating. Uh, it, it's really going to affect them. And I think it had a big part in uh, the fact that Missouri State offensively had a lot of success against them. And uh, I think the Hogs are going to have to figure out something there at the safety position. But, uh, you know, every team really has good players. Uh, uh, LSU, a lot of young, talented players, but showed a lot of toughness against State the other night. And uh, they are a team, in my mind, that by the end of the year is going to be a handful for a lot of teams. And then, of course, State, I, I think they're going to have a really good year. They just, uh, you know, made too many mistakes um, uh, Saturday. You can't fumble a punt on your own 10-yard line. You can't miss an extra point. Uh, you've got to convert third and fourth and short situations, and they weren't able to do it. And then a and I personally think they had been playing the wrong quarterback all along, and it bit them against App State, and then they made the switch to uh, Max Johnson. And he is not spectacular, but he's the type of quarterback that A&M needs. He's not going to make mistakes. He's not going to allow the Aggies to beat themselves. And, uh, you know, with their talent level, uh, there's a lot of room for growth for them. Alabama. Um, you know, in that Texas game, I think they showed some traits from last year. Uh, they had stretches to, when, you know, they were not effective. I mean, six consecutive three and outs in the second half. And then uh, in the fourth quarter, Bryce Young took over the game. And, uh, you know, that's the one really competitive game they've had. The other two games, of course, they're supposed to win those. But, Hey, we're going to find out when you're in the Western Division soon enough. But uh, I think everybody was surprised by the A&M loss to uh, to App State. But App State, though, had shown they could score a lot of points. Um, you know, they'd beaten Carolina and Chapel Hill last year, and they lost a 63-61 game. Um, you know, the week before, they went to College Station last week. But all in all, it, it's – you can just tell it's going to be a crazy season. There's not going to be any rhyme or reason uh, to a lot of this, and, and that's just the way college football is, especially with the transfer portal. You know, you're you're getting a lot of players that in the old days maybe would have been stuck in the uh, bottom of the depth chart. You know, at 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 a lot of schools, but now they can go to another school and play immediately. And a lot of these guys are really showing what they can do, and they're really helping uh, a, a lot of different programs throughout the country. So, uh, man, I just think we're on on track for just an unpredictable, crazy season.
6: I noticed you didn't uh, mention that train wreck over at Auburn.
11: <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know something? It was like... I didn't see the force for the trees, you know. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I honestly, coming into this game, I felt that the difference in quarterback play was just too drastic for Auburn to win the ball game. But I do, I, unlike everybody else, I had no idea they were just going to get absolutely boat raced. You know, and what really surprised me was the the talent level Penn State had. You know, those two freshmen that running backs, they can play for anybody. And it just seemed like they were superior at the majority of the 22 positions on the field. They looked really comfortable when they came out on the field. You looked at their body language on the sidelines. Everybody looked really relaxed, really confident. And executing their schemes and uh, Auburn looked uh, anything but. And uh, again, they got issues at quarterback. And you guys know, in this day and age, quarterback is the most important position on the field and you had better be good at that position. And right now they're just scrambling to try to find some answers. But, uh no, I don't think anybody had any idea that uh, Penn State would dominate like that. But, you know, I tell you, this was a classic example, though, about how cha- uh, things can change virtually from week to week because I saw that Penn State-Purdue game um, on opening – um Uh, weekend, And and it was actually on a Thursday night. And uh, Penn State was playing at Purdue, and Purdue should have won the game. And and now, two weeks later, they look like literally a top-five team on Saturday. And it just tells you that if you just go out there every day and you try to get better – And these coaching staffs know that. they got a lot of transfer portal players that are trying to learn a new system, uh, the culture of their new program, and all all those kinds of things. But if you just try to get better every day, you never know when things are going to click, whether it's just going to be in the middle of a practice, a scrimmage, or a real-life game. You just never know, and that's why – You just see all these surprising outcomes. I mean, App State goes out and upsets A&M, but yet they have to win Saturday on a miraculous Hail Mary play on the last play of the game to beat Troy. I mean, you just don't know, and that's what makes college football the greatest sport there is.
7: Jimmy, looking at Ole Miss now, uh, I hate to interrupt you here, are you surprised at the – rushing attack that they have i mean they have the number two and number three rusher in the southeastern conference right now they're going to go against tulsa who has a weak defense and you know then the big game against kentucky who's what are they number nine or seven in the country tell me what you think and you know and jackson dart and what you've seen so
11: far well it's really impressive how old miss has just gone out there and uh, taken care of business and i think uh, teams are a reflection of their coach and we all know the first couple of years uh you know kiffin was uh, uh well aware that his defense had a lot of issues and even last year in the first half of the season they had all kinds of problems and then in the second half man they uh they really look like a solid sec defense and i think they gained a lot of confidence from that not only Uh, That, but the transfer portal, they did a great job bringing guys in. But as far as the running game goes, I mean, uh, you know, what can you say about Evans and Judkins? I mean, they, and and, uh, Yancey has been raving about Judkins for a while. And uh, man, when you got guys that can, uh, um, um, run with the ball like that, I mean, you're going to be a force. And um, and I thought it was really wise strategy on Lane's part. Once they got the uh, ground game going, uh, why really bother that much with your passing game? Because uh, you don't want to show uh, Kentucky more than you have to up to this point. But now, that Tulsa game, guys, I think is really going to be interesting because um uh they've got an outstanding senior quarterback uh, uh davis Brenn. he's averaging 400 yards passing a game that's number one in the fbs he's uh, thrown 11 touchdown passes one intercept um, interception he's uh completing 65 percent of his passes and uh Man, their offense is really good. They're two and one. Uh, they lost the opener in double overtime to uh, Wyoming, uh, and then uh, uh, they came from behind to beat Northern Illinois. The Wyoming score was forty thirty seven double overtime. Came from behind to beat Northern Illinois, and then uh, just got loose for fifty four on Jacksonville State the other night. But in answer to your question, uh, uh, Gordon absolutely Ole Miss should be able to run the ball with ease on Tulsa because they are giving up a lot of points. And uh, I think that's – I think um, an unexpected luxury for Lane. I didn't think he expected his running game to be this good, despite the opposition. I mean, and I think it gives your offensive line a lot of confidence. And anytime you're playing with confidence – Uh man, that's and your players again kind of feed off their head coach, who again just shows an air of confidence. Uh, There's no substitute for confidence and good football players, and Ole Miss just seems to have a really good mix right now.
5: All right, Jimmy, thank you very much. We've got to get on to the C. Spire Connolly Trophy here in Mississippi. Jimmy, thank you.
11: you. Okay, guys. Thank you, buddy.
5: The prestigious uh, C-Spire Connolly Trophy is awarded to the top college football player in the state of Mississippi at the end of the regular season each week here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, and nowhere else do we present you the standout players from each of the playing universities and colleges in the state, and we'll start at Ole Miss.
6: Well, I think this one was pretty obvious. Senior offensive lineman Nick Broker is player of the week for the Rebels. 6'5", 325-pound guard. Helped pave the way for over 300 yards rushing in the 42 nothing win over Georgia Tech. That's the most rushing yards against any Power 5 school since 1967. The Ohio native graded out an awesome 96%. That's not bad.
7: Mississippi State, six year. Offensive line, LaQuiston Sharp is the Mississippi State Player of the Week. The SEC has named the Columbus native as a SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week twice already.
5: From Southern Miss, it's senior linebacker Swayze Bozeman. And I think it's a shame someone named Swayze is playing at at Southern Miss. Just just joke there. I mean, obviously the guy is good. Uh, He's the Player of the Week for the Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. 225-pound linebacker, nine tackles, one-and-a-half sacks Two-and-a-half tackles for a loss. Recovered a fumble in the big win over Northwestern State.
6: Jackson State, the same guy every week. Every <laughs> week. Sophomore quarterback Shadir Sanders accounted for a career-high six touchdowns, four passing, two rushing, while completing 21 of 31 passes for 357 yards. Dion Neon's son... Was five yards shy of his career high in passing yardage in Jackson State's 66 24 thumping over Grambling in the W.C. Gordon Classic. The Tigers now stand three to nothing, three and zero. Yep. And so is Shadar Sanders. Yeah.
7: <laughs> Delta State sophomore linebacker DeMario Martin had seven tackles, two sacks, two tackles for a loss, two quarterback hurries, and recovered a fumble in Delta State's 28-17 win over Mississippi Valley State. The 6'1", 235-pound middle linebacker out of Columbus, Mississippi, is our player of the week for Delta State. The Statesmen are now 3-0.
5: On the other side of that game, Mississippi Valley State's senior defensive lineman wins the award again, Ronnie Thomas. 12 tackles, four tackles for loss, two sacks, and that loss to Delta State. He's 6'1", 250 out of Clinton. Preseason, first-team all SWAC. He's living up to that on the preseason C-SPAR Connelly Trophy watch list as well.
6: Alcorn State, redshirt senior running back Jarvion Howard had 74 yards rushing and a touchdown to help the Braves become the first SWAC school to defeat McNeese State. In football, the Braves put up their first W this season in their 30 19 win over McNeese. The Columbia, Mississippi native had 281 yards rushing this season.
7: Mississippi College. Air Force running back transfer Cole Fagan was player of the week for Mississippi College. The 235 tailback had a game high of 74 rushing yards and scored the Choctaws. Only two touchdowns in their 41-19 to 19 loss against North Greenville in South Carolina.
5: Well, Millsap says a repeat guy as yep. well. I mean, uh, Moyes Tezo has been the player of the week a couple of weeks in a row for the majors. He threw for a total of 140 yards in a loss to the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. He also caught nine passes for 127 in the game. The second week, he's been named the player of the week for Millsaps, and then Belhaven was off. They're 2-0 and take on Huntington, Alabama this Saturday. So congratulations to all the guys, Nick Broker, LaQuinston Sharp, Swayze Bozeman, uh, Shadir Sanders, Demario Martin, Ronnie Thomas, Jarvian Howard, Cole Fagan, Moise Tezo, and we'll get another Belhaven player next week. Always good to talk about those. c has been presenting sponsor of this trophy since its inception in 1996 and continue to recognize outstanding college football student-athletes in Mississippi. Still to go, we'll look into some recruiting. We'll also have uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly on the way before we're done. All of that as we get ready to wrap up this edition of the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline.
10: Looking for the largest selection of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look No further than High Cotton's Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The High Cotton Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at High Cotton Wine and Spirits.
1: Employers, are you paying too much for your group health insurance? If so, call Connie Brazell with Morgan White Group. Connie can show our proprietary premium saver plan, which can save you as much as 18 to 20% on your group health insurance premium. Connie can also show you our employee needs too, offering human resource guidance, payroll solutions, 401k retirement plans, and senior services. Morgan White Group is your largest solely dedicated health and payroll insurance agency in the state of Mississippi, servicing all of your health, dental, vision, and life insurance needs. Call Connie today at 662-259-5552. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Canon Motors, coming up next.
5: Time for the Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment, presented by Go Orthodontics. Then we'll get to the good, bad, and ugly since 1976. Go Orthodontics has been offering friendly, affordable, quality smiles in locations like Oxford, South Hill, South Haven, Corinth, but Look for them. They need you, and they're near you. And if you need braces or Invisalign, mention Rebel Yell Hotline for five hundred dollars off. I'll start with the football side, and that will be Cedar Grove, Georgia Edge and Louisville commit Adonijah Green is in the process of setting up an official visit with Ole Miss. The four-star defensive end visited Ole Miss for juice weekend. And Ole Miss is offered 2024 defensive end out of Picayune. Jamanta Waller, he's 6'2", 225. He's a rush in that can fly, and the Rebels have now offered three players off of that maroon-tied Picayune team.
7: Hmm. Basketball. Top 100-point guard Josh Hubbard out of MRA will announce his decision Thursday. Most expected will come down between Ole Miss and MSU. Southern Cal, LSU, and Xavier are also in the running. I don't think he's going there. Kermit Davis went to see top 50 2024 prospect LeBron Philman out of Mobile. The 6'3 scoring guard is ranked number 38 in the country in the 2024 class. Ole Miss went to Memphis to see Briarcrest point guard Jay Nash. LSU, Missouri, Arkansas, Mississippi State. Cincinnati, Illinois are in the top schools for the 6'2 point guard. Also, Jordan Burks, uh, uh, a recruit that uh, Ole Miss has committed, is going to finish his senior season at elite program Southern Cal Academy.
5: And in the baseball world, Meridian Community College, Gunnar Dennis committed to Ole Miss, originally from Pearl, Mississippi, 6'3", 220, a left-handed pitcher that had a 3.97 ERA as a freshman and uh, tops out at 94 miles per hour. He also hit 353, in uh, his meridian season. And Ole Miss has added another big commitment. I'm not going to blow up his high school name. I, there, there's no way that I'm going to try that. But he's out of New York. He's a right-handed pitcher named Josh Noth. Perfect game ranks him as the number 37 overall prospect in the 2023 class. He throws it somewhere around 96 miles per hour.
6: I'll tell you, when you get a lefty throwing 94, I like it.
5: You get a lefty throwing 94, bring in a righty, righty if you can hold him, throwing 96. No doubt. And uh, winning a national championship can help you in the recruiting business no somewhere along the way. That your red and blue chips recruiting segment presented by Go Orthodontics. Now it's time to hit that music and discuss good, bad, and ugly. Presented by Big Delta Power Sports, located at 155 Cracker Barrel Drive, Batesville.
6: Well, you know, when you win 42 to nothing, it's hard to find any bad and ugly. So I'm, <laughs> we're going to bypass that. It's all been good. So the 42 to nothing win over Georgia Tech was the most complete game I've seen Ole Miss play since the Rebels mauled Mississippi State in Oxford 45 to nothing in 2008. The Yellow Jackets were completely outclassed from the start to finish. They were outcoached, outplayed, and didn't have nearly as much talent as the Rebels. Uh, they just got demoralized, too. You know, they played pretty good against Clemson for a half, but Clemson didn't jump on them like the Rebels did. Old Miss run game from the play calling to the guys up front to the running backs was simply a thing of beauty. How good are Evans and Judkins? I'll tell you. They have driven Bentley a darn good back in his own right to the pine, and that's saying a lot. I think we're looking at two future NFL players and maybe high draft choices if they stay healthy. Quarterback Jackson Dart asserted himself as the number one quarterback. To me, he's a leader. He's fiery. He's talented. And now he's starting to understand what Charlie Weiss and Lane Kiffin want in a quarterback. Luke Altmaier can do the job, too, I believe. But right now, it's Dart's show. Luke did nothing wrong. He just didn't hadn't done as well as Jackson has, in, particularly in the third quarter when, as Gary said, he went six for seven. The defense, holy terror, man. They're, they're so far, just superb. Uh, we hadn't seen them against a really good passing team. We'll see that Saturday against Tulsa. We hadn't seen how they'll hold up against teams that line up and just run right at you. We'll see that in the SEC. But what we have seen so far is, a, is as good a defense as we've had here, possibly since Joe Lee Dunn's defenses. Time will tell, but it's looking that way right now.
5: Good stuff. Kickoff at 3 on Saturday against Tulsa. We're red, is what they tell us. And then 11 a.m. kick,
6: October 1st. I can't believe that. That infuriates me. <coughs> Ole Miss and Kentucky is going to be one of the top three games. games that day.
5: So you think that's it? Like I know you have Alabama, Arkansas that can do the two thirty game. That's fine, and they want to start with a really good game on ESPN. I don't know, but eleven o'clock. In- come on! Instead, man. you get LSU and Auburn at six o'clock on ESPN. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm not sure about that one either.
6: I mean, that's a night. Kentucky, Ole Miss ought to be a night game, uh, one of the prime time games instead of this. I don't know. Don't get no, me started.
5: You're right. So we'll breakfast in the Grove that day on Homecoming, by the way. So we'll do
6: all of that. All right. So how about some scores for this weekend? Let's have some predictions. What do you think, Gordon?
7: I think Ole Miss beats some fifty-four to seventeen.
6: Oof! Golly, Pete. Oof! <laughs> Oof. Uh, I, I'm going to. Ole Miss will score
5: some points, but and, and I think to will find the end zone somewhere. I'm going to go. How about forty-two
6: fourteen? That's pretty good. I'm am going to say uh, pretty close to that. I'm going to say 38 to to 14 because I think no. Ole Miss is going to eat the clock with the run game and control the ball, yeah. keep it out of Bryon's hands. I
5: I think that's 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 it too. Use the clock, get you another win, four and zero, and welcome Kentucky to the house. We'll welcome you guys back to another show next week. So long, everybody.